I mean, look, let's be clear. You know, eviction from a home, be it council, be it private. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. if you don't pay a mortgage whatever is always and should always be a very last resort uh, there was a story out last month in relation to how much money is owed to local councils in relation to arrears on council housing uh, but the Irish Times seems to do a little bit of digging and I'm just reading from the Irish Times here so I'll, bear with me and have a quick listen to these figures just to get your I suppose your head around to how vast and big this problem is Dublin social housing tenants with the highest incomes are most likely to be in arrears in their rent, with 25 tenants in the top qualifying wage bracket owing more than 27,000 each in unpaid rents to Dublin City Council. 27,000 each. It emerged last month that the council is owed 33 million by tenants. Now, this is just one council, by the way. 33 million by tenants, the largest sum ever owed to any local authority in unpaid rents. It represents an increase of more than 10 million over the last decade, with 19.5 million owed in 2009. Almost 60% of council tenants are behind in their rents. 60%. It's more than half of the tenants in the council are behind in the rents, with figures presented to councillors on Monday showing higher earners are actually owe most, which is quite astonishing. You would imagine it would be the other way around. Those with less money and less well-off, you know, would obviously fall into that kind of, or fall through the cracks quicker than those with more money. But however, that's the case. Uh, the council's 24,574 uh, tenants pay, pay rent based on their incomes. As you know, it's invented by the state. And the average rent paid is €69 Euro a week. And I know people are kind of rubbing their hands there at the moment saying, gosh, if I could get away with paying €69 Euro a week for somewhere to live, wouldn't it be great? But Almost half of tenants, 11,888, largely those who only, whose only income comes from social welfare benefits, are paying a minimum of €25 Euro per week. The maximum rent in the city, council charges, is 425 a week, but no tenant is currently paying that amount of money, uh, with the highest uh, charge being set at the moment at 265 a total of 17,775 tenants are behind in their rent, owing a cumulative total of €33 million. Euro. Just under €15 million was owed by the council's best-paid tenants with those with household incomes of more than €800. Euro. Now, bear with me uh, just till I finish this off. And then Rose Kenny, by the way, who's the executive manager of the council housing department, said the lower income households account for the smallest percentage of arrears. She went on to say, when you take 800 euro plus as something we would call high income, and that's a family who will earn 800 in a household, that includes subsidiary earners, i.e. the children, for example, in a household, they account for over 44% of the outstanding arrears. And until 2017, the council was unable to evict tenants who refused to pay, which was bizarre. However, following a change in the law, the council has now secured four possessions. So let me just go back go back to you for a second here, okay? So we've got 60% of tenants are in arrears, but yet only four possession orders in the courts have actually been put out there. Um, three of those, by the way, uh, two, of the, the, two of the first four cases, the tenants paid the amount in full. Now, to go to court or to be brought to court, you would have to be on the extreme. And of those four, it mentions obviously the start of the article, 25 tenants owe more than 27,000, right? So listen to this. Uh, a third of the tenant is now repaying the amount weekly, but in the fourth case, the tenant would not pay. But one tenant paid the money directly. So they had that much money to pay it directly, which I find bizarre if they weren't paying the rent. But anyway, now Sinn Féin Councillor Dahi Doolan 
an independent Pat Dunn, uh, said there were cases where a tenant's rent had increased because a son or daughter living in the house had a job but were not necessarily giving their parents any money. And I can understand that. And Mrs. Uh, Miss Kenny said uh, the rent was based on household income and where a son or daughter had a good job, they were the principal earner with the other residents only paying €21 a week. She said tenants knew that they must notify the council of any changes in the circumstances, including an increase in income. I want to get your opinion today. Are you shocked by these figures that 60% of people in social housing who pay rent are in arrears? And some uh, are in arrears of over €27,000. And yet only four cases have been taken to court. I'm shocked by that. Uh, Sinn Féin Councillor Dahi Doolan, good afternoon to you. Are you good shocked? Dahi, are you shocked by these figures? I, I think that £33 million is a shocking figure, but when you the, the presentation yesterday was fantastic, was in-depth, and it did show that... 0.09% of tenants are in arrears over 27,000. I'd need to just dispel yeah, any myth. Tw- yeah, there's 25 tenants. Also, yeah. it, it's, it's um, 68% of tenants owe less than 500 euros. So 40% are in their accounts are in the clear, 28% or less than 500 euros. And that can come from a person paying every month or every six weeks rather than every week. You accumulate, you clear it, you accumulate, you clear it. So those people may, may well be paying their rent very, Just very to close. dispel any, any confusion, okay, this is only for one city council area, right? Yes, it's Dublin City Council. So this doesn't include Fingal as a no, no, South Dublin, Dublin County, County Council. Council. The other thing is very clear. Do we know how much is owed in total? If we, if we add about, is there a figure for how much is owed in total? If we add all the councils together. Oh no, I, I we didn't have access to that. We're, we're, our, our focus is purely on. Well, if this is one, don't, well, if this is one council, Dolly, I can imagine the figure. Oh, absolutely, has to be like it, a half it, a billion or something. Maybe just let me finish my point. Yeah, that this is. I think this this council is owed more money than any other local authority. Some local would be quite small compared to Dublin City Council, where we like we have uh, tens of thousands of tenants, so our debt will be bigger than most. There is, I mean, the author just spell another myth, there is 117 applications for possession of tenancies with the law department awaiting court hearing dates. So while four went to court, there's 117 waiting to go to court. And I think if, if four cases went to court and... Like one ended up being got the possession back. It sends out a very clear message. This Dublin City Council does mean business. For years, we were unable and prevented by the law from taking any action. So that needs to be put out there. It was out for years, but tell you, ten what, years. What, we what, couldn't No, because it's, it's, in, it's in relation to what you're talking about. In one of those, or two of those four cases, right? Which I assume to, to be to go to court, you have to be on the top tier. Now, you absolutely. Know, okay, but so, we, we so need they paid, couldn't, but they we paid it directly. Where did they get the money from, Niall? I don't know where people, I'm not going, I'm not policing people's bank accounts. But what I do know is we now have a clear five stage procedure that was not in place until recently because we were prevented from taking any court action. So now we do have court action. There's 117 applications for possession. And what I want to send a message out here today is we need that 33 million. The city deserves the 33 million. We want to work with tenants to get the 33 million back. But we will take court action. We are taking court action. And it may result in you losing your home, which is awful. And, and, and nobody wants to see that. And also, especially yeah. for the children who are innocent bystanders and all this, but action will be taken. And we saw a commitment yesterday. I have it in black and white in front of me. Five stages, five stages in a procedure, ending in stage number five, eviction. 117 are with the, with the court at the moment. That sends out a very clear message. Dublin City Council means business. But we also need to bear in mind, we are talking about, when we talk about like, the, the, the huge debt, it's in the hands of very few tenants. 0.3% of tenants owe over 19,000. 0.09% owe over 27,000. And I think if, you, if you're to extrapolate 
from people who owe mortgages, there's mortgages equally uh, struggling for payment around that, and they too end up in court. But this money, we need the money for Dublin City Council to continue providing the services you and I and our neighbours and friends enjoy, be it mm-hmm. recreation facilities, park facilities. I mean, look, okay, uh, well, the we, advice, we need the money. Let, let's give us some advice, because there's 11,888 people who largely depend on social welfare. And we could all understand, which actually they're not really the ones that are actually going into arrears. No, because I think and we could largely understand place, if they did. Yeah, I so, think in place, can I just explain, sometimes the people on the lowest income uh, pay their bills because the money's taken out at source. So that's often uh, a very effective way of paying your bills. You, you, you go down to the post office, you get your social welfare, and the money is already taken and out. And can that not so, be done to, to everybody? It's very hard to take it out of my wages or your wages unless we have a, direct, a voluntary direct debit. And what I would appeal to people, there is people in the middle who may be struggling, who may be just sinking deeper and deeper in debt. There is help there. This is not a punitive approach. There's NABs will help you. Dublin City Council will help you. Local councils might... might okay, okay. so, so for somebody who's payment. sitting at home listening now, and let's say, for example, they owe four grand, right? Yeah. And, and they're afraid to ring the council because yeah. they're afraid something might happen to them or they get into trouble. Yeah. What sort of action is they get? If they, if they ring the council and say, look... I owe 4000 Can we come to some sort of arrangement? I suppose first of all, I don't the council will know you owe the money, so you can't hide from it. But I would make an appeal to those tenants who feel they're being overcome with the debt. Is reach out. There's help there. City councils can help you. Dublin City Council, you come in, you meet. I've dealt with this. We've resolved it. And you see the people walking out the door with the massive relief on, on their faces and the, the weight off their shoulders. You negotiate a payment plan with them, with MABs or on your own, um, and you pay X amount onto your rent every week until the debt is cleared. And another message needs to go out there. If your debt is over €500, Euros, if you're more than 500 on your rent, you will not be entitled to a transfer to new accommodation. If you owe money on your rent, you're not entitled to certain repairs carried out in your home. So if you want to transfer to a better, more improved accommodation or larger accommodation to meet your needs, if you need repairs carried out to your house or your flat, we will work with you to clear the debt so you can benefit from that as well. So that's an incentive okay. to clear the debt. And going back to what I said to you in relation to these top tier tenants who haven't paid and you, and owe, and owe huge the 0.9%. Tenants. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. And and those who will be taken to court, you mentioned that there's a substantial 117. amount. 117. It's 117 okay. awaiting court hearing dates. Okay, so when somebody goes to court and in, in the cases that are mentioned in this report by the Irish Times and mm. two of those cases, they owed over 27,000 and they paid the arrears direct, i.e. Yeah. they had the money. Surely there must be questions asked then in those cases by the council saying, why are you in a council house if you can afford 27 grand to pay? Well, I suppose we all know. I mean, I don't know and I'm not going to pretend I know the detail of these cases and I'm not going to prejudice any of them. But people will borrow. People go to the credit union. People will sell the car. They'll borrow from cousins, aunts, uncles in order to keep their home. And I think we can look at this two ways. We can look at it the sinister way and say, ha ha, where is the money? Or we can say, obviously the day in court worked. Because if we're talking about we want to reduce the debt owed to Dublin City Council, that worked. They went, they got money, they cleared the debt, and hopefully they will never be back in that position again. But, re- but realistically, Dahi, nobody's going to be evicted. And like one person was evicted. But, it does, evicted but it, yeah. yeah, but it does mention in the article, but they were later rehomed. So, I mean, we, they didn't make them homeless. So the point is, there is no real punishment, is that? And I, well, and by the way, are, I don't want to see people clear. on the streets. I, no, I, that's, no, I, you know what I mean? We're, we're now, you see, either we're, we're, we're focusing on one case out of many. No, homeless, no, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about the many hundreds that may not comply that you've talked about already. See, the, if, if, if the person at home is repossessed, there is, there is punishments beyond uh, simply you, you don't get rehoused by Dublin City Council. You won't be because you, 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 you won't be rehoused by them. You're then in the arms of, of the homeless uh, sector, so you end up in emergency accommodation. 
um, at best in emergency accommodation. Um, you won't be getting back into any council accommodation again and your children suffer and your children's children will suffer because of that. So I think if, if people are willing to go down the road of homelessness, they need to think really long and hard about the implications for them, their future and their children. And just finally, there's a text in here mentions in relation to what you talked about taking the money at source because I said obviously with social welfare they can, mm. uh, but if somebody's working they can't. Uh, somebody texted in and said, he's talking a load of crap. Sure the tax man can take money at source since the legislation was changed a couple of years ago. He has a point. There was legislation changed November uh, the year before last where the tax man can literally take money well, at no, source. Again, I mean, the, the, again, I was at the meeting yesterday with all due respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the tenant, the name tenant may not be the major earner of the income. So Dahi Doolan is a tenant. I'm expected to pay the rent, but I'm on social welfare or I'm in OAP. But my child might be the biggest wage earner. My daughter might be the biggest wage earner in the home. So the rent is based on their income. And no city council would not be allowed access their income to pay the rent. It's I have to pay the rent because I'm the name tenant. Okay, so they're essentially subletting in some sense. Uh, well, they, 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 they come in and they, yeah. they, they look at, the, they look at the, your income, they assess the income, and if it's four, five, six, seven, eight hundred, the rent is charged accordingly, but the tenant, Dahi Doolan, is obliged to pay the rent, but he may not be the major earner. So how can they take money out of my income that I don't have when it's, it's actually the, the, the rent has been evaluated against my child's income? And was there anything mentioned at the meeting, Dahi, in relation to another issue with social housing that seems to be happening is where you would have a family living in social mm. housing for 20 or 30 years, kids grow up, move out, father maybe dies, you have a widower living yep. on her own in a three-bedroom house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'm not suggesting people should be chucked out in the streets or moved mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. move without their permission or consent, but maybe some sort of incentive to encourage people who are in homes larger than mm-hmm. they actually need to move. Has that ever been suggested? Or Ab- it- absolutely. I mean, we... we the- Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. There, there was a financial contribution scheme was in place uh, when people, if they were in private accommodation, would sell the unit and then move into council accommodation. But we found that wasn't working because we were leaffogging uh, the queue. So what we now have is if uh, say the, the, the person can sell the home back to Dublin City Council or to City Council at a reduced rate and they sit in, in that house until they can get uh, senior citizen accommodation. The other aspect is if they're already in council accommodation, we're certainly encouraging people and working with tenants and we're quite inundated with tenants who yeah. want to right-size, move into maybe senior citizen accommodation. We're doing a very good project, you'll be glad to hear, in here in Ballyfermot where we're building 150 homes which is going to be totally integrated between families and senior citizens and we're trying to encourage local senior citizens to move out of their homes and move into purpose-built senior accommodation which will have supports, medical and social supports in place, more comfortable and healthier for them. And we've actually found that there's, there's, there's great interest in it and people do want to take us up on it. But as you and I know and your listeners will know, we're in a housing crisis. The more homes we build, the more we can move people out of the three and four bedrooms into purposeful senior accommodation like we're doing in Ballyfermot. Because, because of course, the whole idea and the ethos of this is a social house shouldn't be for life. Everybody would like to better themselves and we should be encouraging people to better themselves. And people do want this and we notice we've done a a massive survey in Lower Valley Farmers and people who are in the larger homes really do want to downsize because it's harder to heat, it's more expensive, they're not properly insulated, it's isolated, it's lonely. They do want to move into a community where they're valued, where their their accommodation is is state-of-the-art, it's secure, it's insulated. They actually feel more physically secure 
They want it, we want it, and that's why we're trying to build these homes in Ballyfermot. And, 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 and I wish we could build fine. them in other parts of Dublin too. A final question in relation to the, the house for life. Um, if somebody's in a social house, just to clarify for people, and, and let's say they, they better themselves, let's say they start their own business or they get a really yep. good paying job and their earning is as much as you might be, Dahi, or I might mm-hmm. be. I mean, realistically then, that they should move on from that social house, buy their own home, a private home, and let somebody else more needy move into that home. Well, if, if they want, we also need to remember that it's good. I, I lived in, in, in council accommodation. My children were born in the flats in Pierce Street, and I earned what would be considered a good income. And I think it, it's good to have mixed mixed income in communities because it, it, it's good for the local shops, the local services, good for your neighbours. Every community should be as mixed as possible. When you move into a certain road or a certain street, it's not of a certain income. We need to be moving away from that sort of thinking. People, there needs to be mixed income. But, uh, but if, it is a, if it is being subsidised by the state, I mean, surely because obviously the maximum rent being charged currently by the council to anybody well, it would, is... Well, technically it's not being subsidised by the state because I would be paying the maximum rent to five. Well, the maximum rent being paid by anybody is €265 Euro at the moment per week. That's, that, that's the highest rent being charged, but it, we can actually charge higher rent than that. But, uh, I mean, I we find... Can I, anything up to four, I find it's... The weekly, the maximum weekly... 24,000 people, and, and the highest being paid is 265 Well, you're, you're asking... The, the, yeah. the, 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 the maximum rent that can be charged is 423 a week. But, so if but I was, nobody's, been, nobody's charged that. It's not because they're not earning that they're not earning that amount and they're not living enough housing. But what I'm saying is, if we have people earning money in council properties, council homes, I think we need to welcome that as well. I'm certainly not going to start socially engineering uh, council homes and council areas. That, I don't think that that's right. I think we need to be encouraging people to improve their quality of life and their income and their education. I think that benefits the whole community. That's why we're trying to. That's why we're creating mixed income on Devney Gardens and St Michael's and other sites because that that's better. It's okay. Better for okay. Everybody. All right, well, listen, thank you very much indeed. Thanks, Councillor Councillor for Dublin City Council, Diane Doolan, all right. Uh, Loads of people are texting in. Somebody says, Carl Dieter has it spot on. He said, a social slash council house should not be for life. It should be a leg up to get a mortgage and pass on the house to the next person. That was the kind of point I was making uh, to Diane there. Uh, That uh, it should be a leg up, and that's the problem. Council houses rent for life, even though financial circumstances through the years are vastly improved. In my opinion, a new car outside a social house uh, should not be seen. It's supposed to be a leg up. That comes in from Bobby. Yeah, Bobby, uh, I would agree with you. Yeah, if somebody can afford sort of, a 2018 Mercedes and it's sitting outside the social house, it does send the wrong message out. Donald, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Donald? How you doing, Niall? Well, getting back to the original story, Donald, 33 yes. million in one council area. Yeah, well, Niall, let me tell you about the area I live in here in Tipperary. And I'm glad that that man brought up this thing about... Uh, like all people should go up to their houses and things like that. Because I, I, I've been on your show about this briefly before. My mother was giving back her house to the council. She owns the house. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then I later found out. And I, and I, and I gave the council all the information. I gave two prominent TDs on here to really all the information. They said it was disgraceful. I know of two people that sold the house. They, they had a mortgage on the house. And they sold it. They made a vast profit. And now they're living in local authority houses. And so they sold the private home, made a huge amount of wet money, and then and then moved into a council house. And moved into a council house. I went to the that council about it. I asked what I said, what's going on? And they said, Oh well we we have no way of uh, proving what they had in their bank. I said, Do you ask people what they have in their banks or anything else like that? Oh and they just fucked me off and so did the But surely you surely you have to prove your income and well, you know, oh, how much well, money you, you have. Don't. But, but that's not the end of the story now. And then I said, right, if my mother sells her house, can she go on the housing list? Oh, no, under no circumstances. I said, but other people can. I said, can I, I, 
I told him the two addresses. I told him the address where the house was sold. I told him the two addresses where the persons have moved into. And they said, oh, no, your mother can't sell her house. If your mother sells her house, it's going to be on the street. And my mother didn't even want to make a profit. She wanted just to give the house back and get a small one-bedroom flat in Tipperary. Because it would be more manageable for her. Yeah, yeah. yeah I understand. Yeah, one yeah. of the CDs walked into my, my mother's house and he said, this is a beautiful house. And it is. It's a three-bedroom house, all completely central heat and everything after that. Fit for a family. There's over 3,000 people on the waitlist in Tipperary. And Tipperary Council doing nothing. And an official said to my mother, why don't you sign your house over to somebody that you trust? Then you can go into housing. In other words, break the law. Break the you know what I mean? Yeah, I know, no, I, I get what you mean. Yeah, sorry, your line is very bad there, but I, I, I'm i just completely, when I read this story this morning in the Irish Times, I'm completely taken back by the figures that over 60% of council tenants in one council area yeah. are behind in their rent. And I live in continue. 33 million. I mean, and, and what was even more shocking about this story, right? That the four people out of the, all those people that they took to court, out of those thousands of people that owe money, the four people they actually took to court uh Owed over twenty seven thousand euro. Two, like, two, no, hang on. Two of them yeah. paid the money directly. Yes, it will continue now, and it will continue. So where are they getting? This, do I, I mean, I know Dahi said maybe they borrowed it or sold a car, no, some car. No, no. <laughs> no I, I tell you why. I tell you why they got the money because their back was to the wall, and the sooner you start putting people back to the wall, the better. Because if, if look at night, if somebody came along to you and said, "This night, you, you don't have to pay pay for your house only if you can," how many of us are going to do it? But I mean, like, who can't afford twenty one euro a week? But, it, it, but, but why I can't understand is why you can't be taken a sort because I know a child maintenance can be taken an info. Well, Di explained the situation there, and I understand the point you make. But not every circumstance will be the same. He said that you know, if it, the print, if the person's name who's down for the social house is not the principal owner in the home, maybe it's son or a daughter. It's taken into consideration mm-hmm. for means testing, which I don't think happens too often. I know Di said it happens a lot. I don't think it happens too often because I know a couple who live in a council house. And their daughter and son both live there, and they're now in their twenties. But yeah. they're telling the social welfare that they've moved out. Yeah, but now, so they do actually still live there. But as far as the social uh, housing is concerned, and the, and the council is concerned, the kids have moved out, and they're not contributing. Well, now we need we need enforcement officers. So we need to we need to come down. It's a disgrace because this country is running on. First of all, we have socialists. Then we have other TDs that say they're socialists, and everyone wants to be a socialist. When are we going to get a proper government in the country? Okay, well, well hang on a second, Donald, because I want to try and fix your line after the break if I can, because it's really bad whatever room you're in your house. Lots of messages, by the way, coming in on WhatsApp. Don't forget, you can send us an audio message on WhatsApp on 087-188-008, just like this one. It does not make any sense, because they'll just get rehomed. That's why you have this problem with help the homeless. They won't pay their rent in the first place. So what do you expect? You get a free house. Well, the rest of us clowns are out walking and they're laughing at you, having their whatever. Listen, this country just does my head in. Obviously, he's at work. You can well and truly hear that in the background. And I'm guessing he's laying carpets. I know that was just a guess. Or somebody in the background is laying carpets. But he's right. There's no punishment. Because out of the thousands of people who didn't pay, including the 25 tenants who owe more than €27,000, that's a shocking figure, 60% of people are in arrears. But out of the thousands, only one was evicted. Only one. And even at the end of that story, it says they were evicted, but they weren't made homeless, they were rehomed. So there's no punishment. And by the way, I know it's difficult to say, chuck people out on the streets, but maybe if there was a genuine threat of that, 
or there were more action was being taken by the council, people might actually pay the money. Remember, by the way, this 33 million, it's taxpayers' money. It's owed to the state. It's owed to the councils. And that's only one council area, 33 million. In Dublin alone, you've got, obviously, this council, which is Dublin City Council. You've got Fingal County Council. You've got Ratdown, Dunleary Ratdown. You've got South Dublin County Council. So you've got them all. There's a lot of councils. And then, of course, outside Dublin as well. And then you've got all the, how many, how much is owed, by the way, in Cork? How much is owed in Galway? How much is owed in Limerick, in Clare, in Gildare, Mead? How much is owed everywhere to councils? It's probably up to about a billion euro. I'm just guessing if 33 million is owed to one council area, let's average it out. How many council areas are there in the country? All right, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number is 87 Don't forget, please press the little microphone button there on WhatsApp and leave us a message just like this one. How you doing, Noel? Um, just on the council uh, housing there, I heard you saying about someone, uh, you know, that they could be sitting with a Mercedes outside their house. I've just moved into a council house, Noel. Um, it was a brand new uh, build. And my next door neighbour, um, she's like a couple of doors up there. Um She's actually, uh, apparently, uh, she's a single mother. Uh, she's living in a four-bed house. Uh, there's no uh, fella on the scene. And do you know what car she's driving? A 191 Skoda Kodiak 7-seater Jeep. So, work that out now. And she's getting her house for 30, 25 or 30 euro a week. I have to work every day of the week, you know, six days a week, you know. And I, my rent is a lot more than that, like. And she's uh, obviously... You know, so I don't know how she's doing it, Noel, but like she's driving a Jeep and it's worth 40 grand. So, you tell me. Well, you tell me. And I know people are going to say, don't be such a begrudging shite, Noel. But you're right. If you're in a council house, um, I'm not saying we should look down or judge people. But if you're in a council house and you're on a subsidised rent, which means that obviously you don't have high income... And absolutely, that's what the state is there for, to assist people. You know, until they get back on their feet or they get a better income... I'm sorry, but you don't drive a 40 grand Jeep and have it parked in your garden. A 191 40 grand Skoda Kodiak. It just doesn't make any... There's something wrong. You know? And you can argue that maybe they won it, the money. Well, that's fine if they won the money, but if they did win money, that must be taken into consideration by the council and your rent must be adjusted accordingly. Or if you have a substantial amount of money, you shouldn't be in the goddamn house in the first place. Buy your own house. A four-bedroom house. I know there's couples, like Helena, for example, and we always mention in Port Helena, because they were in the middle of the bracket there with their boyfriends or their partners, and they're saving hard to buy a house. They're working every hour God sends them. And they hear a story like that, and they're going, where's the equality in society? There's none. And by the way, most people in social housing are not in that situation, by the way. Most people genuinely are in, in need. Some are in dire need. But certainly that's taking the piss. Uh, let me go to Peter. Peter, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Peter? Not too bad. Not too bad. That's actually, um, yeah. I, mean, that's, I mean, I don't want to judge people, but you shouldn't be driving a brand new Merc or Skoda or whatever if you're in social housing. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's true, but that's, 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 that wasn't the question whether you should be driving a no. new car. Um, the question is, um, should you be true out of your house? And I think that you shouldn't be, um, because the simple fact is if you're true out of your house, what happens when you're true out and you don't pay your bill? You go back in the house and you get another, you get another house. But that's what... Well then, um, what's so, the, what's, um, so what's be, the punishment? It should be taken out of your social, social welfare payments. Well, it is. Um, and that goes for everybody. Um, well, okay, so well, Dahi, Dahi did time. mention, he did mention that um, the smallest amount of arrears is actually people who are on social welfare. 
the highest amount of arrears comes from people who are working in low-income jobs or who allegedly to have very little money at minimum wage jobs. So they are the ones who are causing the most amount of problems. Because and we... Because they... Well, uh, wages. That's what I said to Mr. Doolan, but he, do he, he doesn't believe that's possible. If you don't pay a court debt, is that not the case? That it gets, get an attachment gets put on, put on your wages? Well, I mean, if you don't pay your tax, they put an attachment on your wages. So, so why can't they do the same? All you have to do is make a bit of legislation for it. You do it for everything else. Well, there's already legislation there. Well, then it's about time you start an act on it. But the thing is, like, if you throw somebody out of the street, you're just going to go and get another house, and then they don't have to pay the, the bill at all. No, it's, it's, it's just, just written off. Yeah, 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 and, and it shouldn't be written off. Like that's not right because then you're just let, letting people away with it. So uh, why would you pay your stuff? Well, out, of the, off out of the thousands of people who are in arrears, thousands, and I mean thousands, thirty-three million euro owed, right? And that's only in one council area. Only one person was brought to court, or only one person, as I say, was evicted. And at the end of the article, it says they were rehomed. Yeah, but to stop the whole, to stop the whole thing, if you actually put, uh, if you actually stop people from paying. Phrases, right? If you actually took the took the money directly out, out of wages, all the social welfare payments, without actually taking the payment directly for every council tenant, regardless of who you are or how you get it, then that stops people going to court because it's been taken straight out of your wages and saves the taxpayer money. Well, clearly somebody's not doing their job because we shouldn't be allowing it to get to a stage where people in social housing uh, owe 27,000 euro in arrears. That should never, ever happen. So after you haven't paid your second month's rent, uh, you're in arrears two months, we should be getting serious and saying, you know, sending out a serious you, letter. You, you can't. Have you ever been to the PRTB? No. You just laugh at you. You just pay them all, but they can't afford it. And, and, they, and they just go, oh, you have to pay X, Y, and Z. And it takes you for three or four months to get into the PRTB, and you have to go there first anyway. Well, the PRTB would be for private landlords. Well, still the rent. Uh, no, no, this is social housing. This is not people who are getting um, HAP schemes or anything like that. Okay, then my mistake on that one. Then. Yeah, that's, okay. That's, 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 a whole, that's a whole other question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's kind of what I thought. Of, no, this this is just people who are in council housing. Um, yeah, but it, it's still, you would still have to bring them to court, which costs massive amounts of money. So, like, for the sake of, like, five or six hundred quid, it's going to cost you an awful lot more than that to bring somebody to court to get five or six hundred quid. Mm. And they're not, and if they're on social social payments, well, they're not going to be able. Well, to maybe they could. They could well, maybe they could kind of think of some other sanction. There, maybe there's other sanctions they could have. You know, rather than bringing people to court or whatever, that there has to be other sanctions that they can do. There must yeah, be something they can do. As I said, take take it out of the wages, or or the social welfare payments. It's the only it's the only logical option to go. And um, because regardless of what you do, you can't throw somebody out in the street. And because you'll you'll have all the whatever is the left or the right, you're going mad as a guy they're homeless, crying into their tissues. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, and, and then there'd be probably a child somewhere as a guy. You can't do that. You can't do that. Well, get the parents to pay it. So you just take it directly out of social welfare payments. All right. Well, stay there a second. Let me go to somebody says boiling these WhatsApp messages. Are just an excuse for you to sit back and do no work. Oh yeah, all ten seconds of them. Uh, Michael, you're on Classic Hits. Hey, doing, Michael. How you doing, Noel? That's yeah, nice. I'm going to sit back and do no work in a minute, Michael, because I'm going to yeah, play on a WhatsApp like message, yeah? Yeah, I like myself, like myself. Uh, Come here, tell you, right. I lived in a council house for, for a good few years, probably 30 years ago, and when you, when you start earning happy, the money you rent just went out to the roof, so mm. they made an offer to buy the house for them. So they, they'd sold me the house for, I, I think at the time, something stupid, like about £2,500. The they, they sold it to you, yeah. They yeah. sold it to me, and then I got in a better position so I could move. So I put the house up for sale. They came three years later and bought the house off of me for 37000 Give me the logic. 
So they sold you the house they for two and a half grand, grand, and, half and grand. they bought it back off Three you for thirty-seven. Ah, stop! Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't. Well, believe I mean, it. and you're not going to say no, obviously. And then they put they put a they put another tenant into it, right? Yeah. And then he bought the house, and he sold the house since, and he's moved on as well. And you, know do, you know how much, do you know how much he bought it for? No. <laughs> Did he buy it for two and a half as well? <laughs> no, he wouldn't have bought it for two and a half, I don't think, at the time. But I'm just saying, like, it's, that, just, that it's crazy. That's nuts. And I'm, I'm going to also tell you something else here now, right? I know people out where I live, they bought a council house, right? They bought it, they, they paid for it like themselves. They've sold it since, and they've moved into the parents' council house which is still with the council, and they're living there now after selling their house. How can that be allowed to happen? Well, I can tell you a better one that was on Facebook uh, yeah. recently, an advertisement on Facebook and on daft.ie. I made the two ads correlated. It was actually somebody gave us a tip off of yeah. a girl who's a single mum. She claimed her mother had thrown her out of the house. She got a council house, three-bedroom council house. She moved back in with her mother, with her child, and she's renting the house out in Airbnb. That's crazy. I mean, I, I know these are anecdotal stories, but they're true. Um, they are true and pe- people are playing the system. And that doesn't suggest that everybody's playing the system. There are some very vulnerable people out there. But thirty-three million owed to one county council one area. It's just savage, isn't it? It's crazy. There's something wrong somewhere. Sixty percent of the tenants are in arrears. Wow. Wouldn't you know, happen in the private sector. Well, if you didn't pay your mortgage in the private sector, yeah, it's a whole, it's a whole, like if you, for example, you lose your job. And you're on low income and you're in a council house, you lose your job. Well, then your rent is reduced accordingly. Be- yeah, because it's means tested, right? If you're in a private house and pay a mortgage and you lose your job, you're out the door. You're, you're out the door. You're yeah. yeah. So, the, you know, people who are in those situations don't realise how lucky they are. I know yeah. there's people listening today who are paying a mortgage and they're tearing the radio apart thinking that somebody's paying 20 quid a week or 23 quid a week and they can't manage to pay it. Yes, well, I don't know. There's something There's something wrong. But you see the people who can't afford to pay it? Well, you see all the stuff they don't want for Christmas? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, well, I know. There you go. Under the tree, we'll be full. Under the tree. All right, listen, thanks very much. Keep the faith. All right, keep texting. Keep WhatsApping. The number's 087-188-0008. Decades of letting them off has led to an unrealistic entitlement. Welfare reform is badly needed. Uh, will solve so many of our problems. Roberta says, no, it doesn't make any sense. They should easily have to uh, be able to put an attachment order against somebody's either their welfare or their job, depending, uh, depends obviously whether they're self-employed or PAYE, but they should be able to put an attachment. Noel Grealish is right. Uh, we should be investigating where the 27,000 or new car has come from uh, if you are qualifier for social housing. Uh, absolutely. If somebody can pay... And, and this is what shocks me. And I said it to Dahi and he just kind of pondered off a little bit. He said it's none of our business where they get the money, so to speak. They could have borrowed it or people desperate can borrow money from places or sell a car or something like that. But €27,000, a person is brought to court, you're in arrear 27000 and they say to the judge, ah, yeah, no problem. How much? 27000 yeah. I'll write you a check for that now. There you go. There you go. There you go. Hey, director. Uh, if somebody can do that, they shouldn't be in a council house. Where is the logic in all this? Hi Niall, Patrick here. Um, a lot of payments these days get paid directly into the bank, so it would be a no-brainer for the council to actually direct debit the money out of the tenant's account automatically. And uh, so why that isn't happening, I have no idea, given that mortgages and everything gets done that way. Why aren't the council doing it that way? be a much more efficient way of collecting the money and everything. Thanks. 
I think everybody is singing from the same hymn sheet. The council need to get their act together and how they're collecting this money. Um, and by the way, somebody else says, not exactly like the person you spoke to in relation to Airbnb. The, ne- the house next door to us is um, a council house which was given to a single mother with two kids. She has now gone to live with her sister and the house is being rented out to holidaymakers on Airbnb. Well, reporter. I Yeah, you probably have and nobody believed you. Uh, in halting sites, the rent is two euro a week. Well, I don't, I don't know how much it is in a halting site, but I'll take your word for it. Depends, suppose, on where the halting site is. Imagine, and uh, they're full of ninety d nineteen d vans. Talk about that, says Darren. Darren, I could spend a whole day talking about that. Absolutely. Anybody who's gamming the system, by the way, be you settled or a traveller, um, you should be cut out. Another person says, uh, since you're talking about uh, taking money out of people's dolls, surely the money of the government wasted on Irish water and various other ridiculous things should be taken out of their wages for a fairer society. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't disagree with that totally. Uh, Niall, I know somebody who bought their council house. Now, I think you've missed a bit of your text here, so I'm going to put it in for you. And sold it again. Gave their daughter money for a deposit for the house. They had a good time with the rest of the money. Now they're back on looking for social housing again. So they bought the social house, sold it, I'm assuming, gave their money, the money to the daughter for a deposit on a house she wanted to buy, had a good time maybe on holidays or whatever with the rest of the money, and now they're back on the social housing list again. So they get another house. See, the, the whole system is an absolute and utter joke. John, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, John? You're quite right. The system is a complete ass, and people are not doing their jobs. I mean, if one person could pay back 27,000, like, the question has to be asked. Two. Two people did. Two people, yeah. And that was only two people that went to court, by the way. Yeah, well, the question asked, like, you mean, only for they'd been brought to court, they would have strung this out forever. The fact that they were Where do they get 27,000? Well, this is it, like, I mean, I mean, they couldn't pay their rent, but yet they could lay their hands on 27 grand. Well, that's a hell of a lot of money, right? <laughs> it is a hell of a lot of money. No, Even uh, if you had a good job, you wouldn't get your hands on that kind of money. But you, why wouldn't you have why wouldn't you have twenty seven grand when your rent is subsidised by the state and you're paying feck all? Well, you see, the thing is, look, which the other previous caller said about the, the forty thousand euro work cheap outside the door, and I mean they're paying only just a bare minimum of rent. Like again, people are not doing their job. Why aren't the officials calling around to say this is your car? Show me the payment plan on this or whatever. And I mean, if they can pay a payment plan on a score the Kodiak, right, they can pay more second rent. Simple as that. Like, my mother bought the house now, even no living, you know, and she paid rent for it. And then when the tennis purchase scheme came in, which many people right around the country, Dublin, Cork, Limerick, Waterford, whatever, availed of, right, she bought that. I mean, well, if, if you're on, I mean, if you're looking for social housing or you're or you're uh, unemployed, you're essentially bankrupt, right? Um, because you don't have any, you know, savings or or you don't have a, any income, right? So you're essentially bankrupt in this country. If you're bankrupt, all right, you're for two years, you're monitored in what you can spend. Money. Now you're allowed to have a car, but it has to be a modest car. You're, so you're allowed, you know, go out. You're allowed to socialize. You're allowed to drink and have a smoke, but it has to be done modestly. The same way would go. I would imagine with social housing that if you're not working and the state is providing you with a house for 20 quid a week or 25 or 30 quid a week, whatever it is, right? That if you're seen to be living any sort of lavish lifestyle, i.e. driving around in a Land Rover, as some people mentioned here, uh, how come a traveller can arrive up at the local Dole office in his Land Rover uh, worth 100 grand? I don't know is the answer to that question. But, it, but, but they shouldn't be getting it. If you have a lavish lifestyle, you shouldn't be getting social welfare or you shouldn't be getting a house. No, you shouldn't. Again, as I said, people are not doing their job. Like my mother said, they never missed the payments. Like many mothers and fathers out there, right across the country, they were damned glad to get a house. They paid the rent and they bought it through the tenant purchase scheme, right? 
and, and, and know that's the house I live in today and I'm damn glad of it. Like. But I mean, you, you heard the previous caller there that he said they bought, he bought the house off the council for two and a half thousand and three years later they bought it back from him for 36. I mean, this, this doesn't even make any sense. But you feel like what should never have happened, like they should never have sold off their stock and the excuse that they use is that the maintenance was costing money. Well, got, well that's but, what they did in Dublin years ago with Dublin Corporation, yeah. yeah. But, but should it back further? No, no, because there are the half scheme and the subsidisation it's costing absolute millions. Like. Okay, we'll, say, we'll, just say, we'll stay there for a second because I want to go to Donald as well uh, just to finish yeah, up because I, I know Donald wanted to say something else. Go ahead, Donald. Yeah, how are you doing? Yeah, look at Nile. What, you know, I don't want to be called now on this radio, especially because you mentioned the travellers. I pay every point. Don't want to be called the race. And this is why it's going on. We've had TDs that went in the by election that said statements that said they really believed in. And they went to the doll. Oh, I apologise for what I said. I didn't really mean that. That's what's going on. Politicians won't tell what, what they're thinking. No, this is the only station in the country where you can actually say what they're thinking. And that's what's going on now. I so people, people are afraid of political correctness. They're afraid. Exactly, they're afraid to say on. anything bad. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, the thousands and tourists here in Tipperary that was given to the travellers, the one who went to there's no room in the hostel. Well, the no, man, we we know that story. Yeah, about that. Yeah, that, that yeah. Yeah, and you, they're beautiful you, homes, by the way. Yes, but your man from Perry, your man from Perry is fine. Okay, Martin, uh, Col- Martin Collins. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't know the whole story, and and he was asked. Well, what is the story? Well, I'm not going to talk about that individual. There is no story. The story is quite simple. They were offered the houses uh, and they whined about it because they had nowhere to put their horses. Yes. And I, they I, thought if they did a standoff, they'd eventually get the land. Well, now, I guarantee you, I, and you know why the council are kicking up over it? I guarantee you, some councillor, Tipperary, promised them stable. I guarantee you, some councillor promised, or the council promised them something, and, and they won't want, want to say it. And that's a fact. Right. Yeah, sorry, yeah, go ahead, John, yeah, quickly, 10 seconds. Fine point there. Look, look if you, the, the basic rent there, right, it's not that much, right? Look, but yet those same people, they can smoke coffee fags a day, they can go to the betting office, they can go to the off license, they can go to the pub, but they won't pay their rent? I'm sorry, then. Yeah, well, it says here the average rent paid is 69.41. Some will be paying as low as 20 something, I think 21 or 22, but the highest is 425. But nobody is paying 425. That's the maximum that the council can charge. Yeah. The highest actually being paid to the council is a little bit over half that 265 euro. That's yeah, the you, highest. I know there's people out there going, God, I would love to have a mortgage yeah, of 265 euro. You often like you mean that the fact is sometimes people when they get uh, a host like that look they have this idea oh this is a handy gas no like we got it for nothing right so they have no respect for it. Yeah, yeah, and I, and and I and I know. Look, there are loads of people who work at the councils who would love to come on the air. They're not allowed to. Uh, they would love to come on, and they would tell you stories that would make your blood curl. Okay, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number is zero eight seven one double eight travel zero eight. Remember, years ago, many years ago, we spoke to somebody from the council who told us that people were on looking for bigger houses there, and they're actually being offered. And basically, ungrateful, I suppose, is the word to use. I suppose, really, isn't it? 